Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. So I'm thankful for that, that God moved it on him to get me to do this. Because I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. And I'm just thankful to God for that, that it took this to get me there. So um, I also got to thank my wife, who's been uh, extremely uh, encouraging in all of this. She's been helping me prepare. Um, And I'm just thankful to be in such a good church like i love our elders our pillars our foundation thank you to all of you uh you have all poured out into our relationship with me so i'm extremely thankful for that so all right well i'm excited to teach um so i'm going to start out with with a, a question i have for you guys uh, who has a cell phone? Mm. Alright, pull it out. I want to see it. Pull it out. I'm pulling out mine. We all got a cell phone. I see you, Brother Jeff. Awesome. Isaac, Jacob. Ooh, I see you. Ooh, hey, that's a nice phone, bro. Sorry. You'll get it back after church. You'll be alright. So... You still got a flip phone? Praise God. I love it, brother. So the really cool thing is these things are useful, right? These these cell phones, I mean, we're able to call, text, explore the internet, do all these great things, read the Bible, praise God. So they're very useful, but they can be dangerous. They have that potential that if they're not if it's not used appropriately, it, it can do you more harm than good, right? So let me ask you this. Does anyone ever get notifications while you're driving? You ever feel a buzzer? You ever hear a a ding or something, you know? um, There you go. Whistle. There you go. So do you ever get so anxious to check it before you get to your destination? I mean, I know I have. I've been wondering. I, sometimes I get a text while I'm driving, and I'm wondering who could be possibly blowing up my phone right now. <laughs> um, and maybe it even feels like it's burning a hole in your pocket, quite literally. If you are one of those people that have actually suffered from a phone exploding, I am sorry. It has happened. It's crazy. Um, so we all understand that driving while on our device is risky. The reason why it's risky is that it steals our focus and attention from the road, right? We're supposed to keep our eyes on the road and we're driving, right? Yeah. So we become distracted, which affects our perception and our response time. You can't anticipate someone crossing the road or an animal, something. You can't anticipate the hazards if you're distracted, right? All right. So I looked into this study. And um, in the study, uh, they found that the texting rate for drivers aged 16 to 19 was 59.4 texts per day and 2.9 per hour of driving. 
So this is four times higher than the 14.3 per day and one per hour for drivers that are 30 to 64 years old. Can I just say thank you to the elders who are actually practicing safe driving skills? Thank you. <laughs> well, everyone except you, Felicia. You're still young. <laughs> um, so, okay. Sorry, lost my place. Okay, the, the texting rate for drivers 20 to 29 years. Raise your hand if you're in that age bracket. My hyphen, where y'all at? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So those that are 20 to 29 years old was also very high at 42.4 per day and 2.6 per hour of driving. So the severe crash rate increases 0.58% for every additional text per day and 8.3% for every text per hour of driving. So the overall crash rate increases 0.41% for every additional text per day and 6.46 for every text per hour of driving. So the results show that cell phone texting and calling are quite common while driving. Mm -hmm. Many of us do it. Um, this study confirmed that those who text at a higher rate are associated with a higher crash risk. Which it makes sense, right? I mean, if you're going to be on your phone more, you're more likely, you're more susceptible, right? So all of this is to say that there is risk in the decisions that we make. So, okay, I'm going to adjust this. So, when we drive and lose focus of the road, it makes us vulnerable to the dangers around us. So instead of focusing ahead on what God has for us, we can be blinded by the distractions of the world. So that could be lust, that could be idols, that could be sin. But we have hope in this. The word of God is our navigation system. Aren't we thankful to have a way? God has made a way for us that we can, we can navigate life. It's called the word of God, and I'm thankful to have it. The Bible says the, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm so happy to know that, there's, that, that God, he will, as long as we're following according to his will and we're, we're pursuing God, he's going to show us the way. Amen. So I'm Amen. thankful Amen. for that. So God knows the way and he is the way. Amen. Amen. So God has already looked ahead and anticipated the various obstacles we will face in our life. He wouldn't give us anything we can't handle. If he believes in us, we must believe in ourselves. Amen. So I'm telling that to somebody who's been lacking confidence recently. Because it's hard to stay confident. And in a world where there's so much things to be anxious and, and have so much anxiety and stress right. about, right. we lose our confidence. So we need to maintain that Amen. confidence so we can stay ahead and stay according to the will of God. Amen. 
So don't lose sight of what God is doing in your life. Stay focused on God's plan. Yeah. Results may not happen instantly. And I know that's really hard nowadays when we're all so impatient, right? Mm -hmm. um, but they happen perfectly because God's timing is perfect. Amen. All right. So God is worth the wait. So the enemy is hoping you take a U-turn when things get difficult. Hoping you fall back into the same old patterns. Convincing you that you can't do it. But Jesus says, press forward. You can do it. You don't need a hundred talents. All I need is one hungry person willing to use that one talent to honor me. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to compare yourself to someone else to be used in the kingdom of God. Amen. You just got to be willing. Yes. And it says in the Bible, um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Autumn, if you can put that up. Cool. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So one thing you need to know regarding this verse is that God qualifies the unqualified. That's right. And then I got another scripture in Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 through 14, please. She's got it. Awesome. So brothers and sisters... I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Does anybody here want to go to heaven? I mean, I know I do. That should all that should be the we should all have that in common. That should be our goal, right? So the prize of making it to heaven should be the goal of all of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing I want y'all to remember is what happened yesterday is gone. You don't have to let what happened a month ago, a week ago, right. months, years. That doesn't need to, to continue to drag you back. You're able to move forward. Right. Amen. So be focused on the now. Yeah. All right. Okay, what happened yesterday is gone. So the failures of yesterday have nothing on the blessings that are yet to come. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Repentance is moving forward and not looking back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're seeing in the rearview mirror, that's gone. That's okay. see ya. Right? <laughs> so leaving the past behind you and trusting your future in Christ. Amen. So now this is where faith comes in. Before we take risk, we usually analyze the possible outcomes, right? Most of us do that, you know. Um, sorry. Okay. We like to weigh the positives to the negatives. But of course, not every outcome will turn out good. As a matter of fact, it's when they don't turn out good, that's what shapes us, right? That's what molds us into who we need to be. Those moments are going to be the ones that make a man out of God 
out of us, right? That's going to be what's going to test our faith, right? Yeah. The hard times. Yeah. So, in fact, just because you lose one battle doesn't mean you've lost the war. Through the defeat, we must trust and believe that he can and he will. Yes. Faith Amen. is forcing a positive result, even if the odds aren't in your favor, and anticipating a comeback when you failed. Real faith is without condition. Yeah. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Right. So in chap uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, Adam can pull that up. Awesome. Thank you. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you. Faith isn't just a belief. It's also an action. It's committing through the uncertainty. Even when everything, all the odds, they seem stacked against you, right? It's sorry, acknowledging that God is in control. If you put your faith in yourself, you will be disappointed because we're mortal and we're not perfect. We're not God. We're going to fail. For we all fall short of the glory of God. Am I right? So what is faith? Um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, please. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So there is no limit to what faith can do for you. Yeah. And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 33 to 34, we see what faith has done for a few other people here. So who by faith conquered kingdoms, administered uh, justice, Obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the raging of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, gained strength and weakness, became mighty in battle, and put foreign armies to flight. I mean, if, if that's not faith, I don't know what is. The fact that God can do that, that proves to me that he's real. Only God can do that. So... If God can do that for them, imagine what he could do for you. So when you stand in faith, fear has no choice but to flee. If God is for us, who can stand against us? Amen. Amen. So let's talk about the opposite of faith. What would that be? Can anyone guess? Doubt. Doubt. Fear. I heard fear. There you go. You got both of them. Got it. So <laughs> doubt and fear, they can, they're synonymous with each other, right? Um, and I got a scripture for that. So there's uh, James chapter 1, verse 6, please. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind so what does doubt do it, it causes instability and that very instability leads to volatility 
We need to be stable in our relationship with God. We need to be firm in our yeah, belief that on. God will get us through. Amen. Hallelujah. So we all know fear can make or break you. It really can. How will you choose to respond to fear? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, power, and love. love. Thank you. I love it. Look, we all understand that discomfort is never fun. God doesn't want us to be comfortable. He wants us to be uncomfortable. We grow in that exact discomfort. It allows God to step in. It allows God to move in your life. Yeah. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to even be up here right now because I'm, I'm very uncomfortable. But I'm, I'm telling God, hey, this is for you. I know that you're going to give me what I need to say. You know, I may not think very highly of myself, but you think more of me than I do of myself. And I'm thankful to God for that. Hallelujah. All right, another requisite is uh, trust. We need to have trust, right? We need to have trust in God. And as a matter of fact, all relationships require trust. Um, that ship will sink without it. And that was meant to be a joke, but I don't know if you picked it up. The relationship. Yes, sir. Thank you. I can always count on you to pick up the funds. Thank you. Um, so Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, please. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. It didn't say with part of your heart. It said all of it. It's not always that easy to do, but it requires us to trust with all of our heart. And as far as our own understanding, not everything is going to make sense to us. In fact, we may question things. But our mental capacity is limited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God's is not. Right. Trust is keeping the faith even when the boat is rocked. Mm. Even when everything is shaking around yeah. you. To put our trust in God is to allow ourselves to lean on Christ. To cling to him. God's blessings are the reward of trusting him. And we learn that in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 7 through 8. Okay. So, blessed is the man trust in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes but its leaf 
will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. God wants to bless you. That's what he wants. But we need to put our hope in him, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, now this is, where, this is where we have to do action. This is where we put trust and faith to receive the blessing of God, right? So trust and faith is a prerequisite for risk-taking. You cannot take risks without it. Before you take on the risk, your trust and your faith must be firm. Um, risks, they come in many forms, good and bad. Good can be uh, me now coming up here doing something that, that I'm not very comfortable with, right? Right. That's how you're stepping out of your comfort zone. That's a good risk. And then there's bad risks, like for example, if you own a dog, maybe walking out in the backyard, you know, there's landmines everywhere. That's terrifying, you know? Talk about it, go on. <laughs> Whoever owns a dog, you understand. <laughs> so, so would you rather risk it for the world and have all the lusts of it? or risk it for Jesus yeah, and inherit on. the kingdom of yeah. God yeah. where God will give you all the desires of your yeah. heart and supply all of your Amen. needs. Right. I know all, all my needs have been met. Praise Amen. God. So God promises way more than the world ever could. Amen. And uh, in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9, have you put that up? Oh, cool. Awesome. Haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's anywhere, everywhere. Even when you're in the fire, he's there. God is good. Amen. So God is looking for spiritual risk takers, someone who is willing to trust and obey. And in the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 3, it says, So um, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. That's the new King James. We'll read it here. Roll your works upon Jehovah and your thoughts shall be established. I'm so thankful and knowing that if I just give God my best, he's going to get everything up here right. He's yeah. going to make sure my thoughts, my, my, my process of thinking, he's going to get it in order. So I'm thankful that he can do that. Amen. So if committing myself unto God brings me stability, that's an easy choice to make. That's a no-brainer, right? So, so godly risk-taking is telling your pride to step aside and telling Jesus, I love you. You've never failed me, and you won't start now. Hallelujah. The risk is great, but Jesus is greater. Amen. Mm -hmm. So 
let me ask you this. When is the last time you've risked yourself for Christ? It's not always easy to do, but if you just choose to trust in him, he will make a way. God can make a miracle out of anybody, but if you don't take a risk of faith, you forfeit that miracle. I hate to end early, but I'm getting towards the end. This is the end of it right here. Living for Jesus is a risk worth taking. So he's a risk that is worth it. So... Thank you guys, honestly, it's my first time. I know I'm, I've ended early, but I'm just, uh, I'm very thankful, honored, humbled by the experience. So, um, really cool, fun thing is we got ice cream after this, so. So, um, could I have, hey, Brother Steve Clemson, would you mind praying for us and be dismissed? Lord, thank you for Ice cream in this fellowship. 